um, came from a family. My dad was a precision engineer, so he would do everything around the house, anything that needed making, fixing. Yeah. You know, the kitchen table was always crafts. My mum, potato printing, paper mache, you know, we were always making things. Hi, welcome to today's Ask Austin. Today I'm speaking to Kate Coker from Kate Coker Jewellery. Hi Kate, how are you? Hi Austin, I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Okay, well I'm um, a jewellery designer and maker. Um, have been for quite a long time now. Um, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I make jewellery in precious metals, so silver and gold predominantly, um, and everything's handmade uh, using traditional techniques. Um, I studied jewellery making at, at college, so um, I did actually train, um, but uh, a lot of it is self-taught um, over the years. Uh, I started out doing it part-time, then had my children and kept it going part-time, and then I've been running the business as it is full-time for probably about the last 10 years. Oh, excellent. So my next question was, what made you get into jewellery? But you've you've kind of half answered that. Is, is it something that always kind of interested you and you thought you'd give it a go or, or you know? Not, not so much jewellery. I, I was always the sort of kid that made stuff. Um, came from a family. My dad was a precision engineer. So he would do everything around the house, anything that needed making, fixing. Yeah. You know, the kitchen table was always crafts. My mum, potato printing, paper mache, you know, we were always making things. Yeah. So for me, um, I loved art at school and I loved to create. Um, I didn't go to college straight from school because um, I wasn't very confident. And when I told careers advisor I wanted to go to art college she just said to me do you know how many unemployed art students there are <laughs> mid-80s and that was her in my head saying no don't so um I worked in an office for a few years and hated it so I didn't actually get back um to doing I did evening class a-level art it was about 21 and at the same time, I discovered a silversmithing evening class, which right. I went along to. Absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and decided this is it. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So yeah. I applied to college then. Uh, so I was about 22 when I went back to do it full time. Yeah. What is it you enjoy most about making jewellery and what do you least like about it? Um, the thing I like most, um, I suppose, is there are two things really. One is working with metal itself. I mean, I love that. You start off with this um, hard, unforgiving material. It can make something so delicate and precious and beautiful from it. You know, I, I just love working with it. But also that jewellery is such a personal thing and... Um, that it, it, it can represent such special meanings, you know, engagement, marriage, special birthdays, things passed down through your family, you know. Um, I think when you are a maker of whatever medium you work in, you tend to put 
you're heart and soul into it. And I love the fact that um, I do that and I know that it's hopefully going to last a long time. You know, if something's made in, in gold, somebody's hopefully not going to just chuck it away. You know, they're going to treasure it. And I love that fact. Yeah. Excellent. As for what I don't like, um, I suppose one of the downsides is costs involved. Raw materials, it's so expensive. Yeah. But you can't really afford to experiment like mad um, or make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um, although, obviously, it can all be melted down. That's a good thing. You know, there's no waste. But when I, I remember when I started out, you really want to experiment, have a go with lots of different things. And just the cost to buy it stopped you doing it, really. So... Um, and also the other thing I found that um, is, is is a big thing is is the the responsibility you feel sometimes if I'm doing um, like a remodeling job and you've been given somebody's precious great grandmother's gold ring you know and I've got to then do something with it melt it out you know it, it's, it can be quite scary yeah I can imagine. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to get that wrong. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, what does a what does a normal day look like for you? Do you have your own studio in the house, or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah? I have a, um, a studio uh, on the back the back end of the house. Um, I'm no good whatsoever to get up in the morning and go straight out there. Uh, I have to go out I have to create myself a little routine like I'm going to work um, so I tend to I'm very lucky where I live we live um, in a small market town on the Thames and so it takes some 10 minutes to walk into the town um, and I'll often go to a local coffee shop or my friends own the local pub have a coffee or even if the weather's nice go and sit on a bench by the river you know work out what i need to do during the day and it just makes me feel that when i come back i can settle down on my own and work all day at my bench if that's what i've got planned for the day um otherwise i think because you might not necessarily see anybody all day sometimes it's hard to be motivated yeah um so i find i have this little routine that's what i do i i, I go out and then i come back and and it depends on whether I've got permissions to do time scales, whether I'm doing a show and I've got stock to make. So um, I try and um, work out my week, what I need to do each day. Yeah. Um, paperwork and that sort of stuff comes bottom of the list. Yeah, I think, I think we're all bad for that. We all let it mount, yeah. mount up and then we spend a full Sunday fixing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah nightmare i mean I, i'm terrible once i get up to get at my bench i don't yeah. want to move you know that's my love i could sit yeah. there and the hours tick by you know so um having kids is is um obviously they they shout when they're hungry although mine are i've only got one at home now because one's at uni <laughs> but um yes i used to be awful you know you'd, you'd sit there and it Oh, the hours would pack away but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm lucky to be able to have you know the studio at home so that you know I can do other things as well yeah especially with lockdown as well oh. you know 
Yes. That that yeah. would have been a nightmare if you'd had premises or. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It it it's it's um really really lucky, you know, in the settings I've got. It, it's perfect because it is a self-contained studio, but it is attached to the house, so I can just leave everything and go and cook the dinner if I need yeah. to, and then go back to it. So, which is even better. Um, our previous house, I had um. A shed at the bottom of the garden you know which was all set out as a studio yeah but um even just having to go out there I, the, the children were a lot younger at the time so as a mum as well i found that really difficult you know um and yes this where i am at the moment is fantastic and it's also when we can do it again i can have customers in you know it's set out quite nicely so uh hopefully um be able to return to that because it's yeah yeah, yeah. Part of the, what i do if, if i'm doing bespoke work i think yeah yeah absolutely so so picking up on a point you 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 mentioned earlier about um sort of makers can be quite a lonely existence so how, how's the you're part of artisanry how's the community kind of helped you with that oh i think it's amazing i think it's it's a fantastic thing you know um because i've got used to working on my own because i have done it a long time now you know 20 odd years but that doesn't stop it from becoming lonely and also you can become very stuck in a rut you know you you know what you can do you do it and if you're not sort of um communicating with other people um I think, yes, it's, it's easy just to get stuck in this little bubble, you know. Um, so I think something like Artisanry Co with their community, with the other makers, with the advice and things that they can uh, offer you and speak to you, you know, just seeing other makers sitting talking like this, it is fantastic because yeah. it, it does make you realise that... Um, you know, you're not the only one when, when you're thinking, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, like we all do, we all go through it. You know, we all have times where, although I think everybody caught loves what they do, they wouldn't do it otherwise. There are times where you think, what on earth am I doing? You know, whether it's because you're not making any money or you've had a job go wrong or it's just being able to share that with people that understand. I think yeah, yeah. so important. Yeah. Especially times like now where, you know, I can't get out and do uh, shows or markets where you, you have, you know, that one-to-one -one contact with people. Um, so, um, oh, it's, yeah, it's, for me, it, um, it, it's, it's at the right time because I was starting to feel, yeah, quite isolated, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I guess... Um just picking up on the point about getting out to shows and stuff, it must it must have been quite hard um, because jewellery is something that, you know, you want to kind of touch and feel and, and look at closely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sort of moving that online must have been a bit of a challenge or, or have you always kind of had an online presence? No, I haven't. It's something I've, I've not done. Obviously, it wasn't around when I started. Yeah. So the only way was doing, say, craft fairs. Yeah. Um, I've always sold my work in some shops and galleries and things, but online selling was something I haven't done. Um, was starting to feel a little bit 
left behind. Like, you know, I really need to get with the times and do this. But because I, because I hadn't done it before, it frightened me really. Um, the whole social media thing just was alien to me. I've tried really hard. Um, but when you, you um, I suppose when you've never done it before, it just for me it was something else I had to worry about and I was sort of um fighting against it I suppose um but especially with with lockdown and everything I thought right you know this is the time I've really got to get on top of this yes um and I find people are great you know I think if they're not sure about something they will ask you questions um and obviously Taking lots of photographs is a huge thing with jewellery, trying to show it from all angles and everything. Um, And I just try and speak to people as much as I can. Because if if I have um, a customer come to me to do a bespoke piece, I try to sort of get to know them in a way. Because like you say, jewellery is personal you've got to get it right because it's it can be expensive as well obviously so um i think just talking to them you pick up on all sorts of things yeah. see the way they're dressed the things they like you know so obviously you lose all that um but um I, yes I, i'm, I'm it, it's 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 a learning curve for me really you have you have to adapt as well don't you um do, do you use so if a customer comes to you now do you do a zoom call with them or is it just a chat on the phone at the moment i haven't done zoom yeah, it's, yeah. it's nobody's actually i guess it's something i could suggest yeah because yeah. um, because yeah, it lets you see, it lets you get that that visual side of things as well doesn't it yeah yeah it's a really good idea actually yeah. um a lot of it, uh, when you, you 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 get contact, say through social media, for example, and people have got, you know, an Instagram page or a Facebook page, and I'm saying, well, what sort of things do you like? Well, have a look at this, and yeah. I've sort of done it that way, or, or yes, chatting on the phone. But yeah, this this is obviously the way to go. It's just it's just used to a different way of working, really. Yeah, so, so we do a lot of weddings, um, and mm. generally we'd have a phone call with couples, but now we're doing it on Zoom because it's it's almost like meeting up, you know. Um, it was a bit weird at first, and not everybody's comfortable with the camera on, but I, I find it, it definitely helps build up a rapport, mm. you know. Yeah. I think when you can almost look somebody in the eye, it, it, there's a big difference to having a, a telephone call. Um, oh, so yeah, it might be something to, to think about. Mm-hmm. Obviously different ki- types of jewellery take different amounts of time to make, but if we took oh, uh, a necklace, for example, how, how long from sort of start concept to finish would that, would that process take? Um, it, it, yeah, I was thinking about this. It, I mean, it does vary totally on what is involved um and i tend to uh use lots of different processes and techniques so um obviously the design stage i try to not take too long these days i, I sort of learn 
at the beginning. I'd spent hours and hours yeah. drawing and sketching because I wanted to show the customer something sure. that I really thought they, they would fall in love with. And I'd end up doing reams of stuff, which didn't help because one, it took me too long and yeah. two, it overwhelmed them, I think. Yeah. So I very much learned to hone that down to spend a few hours, just a couple of hours designing something that I think I'm happy with. And again, if I've spoken to them and really tried to understand what it is they want. So that's with, with designing something. And then the making process, I suppose. Um, yeah, you know, a, a good couple of days, I suppose, maybe. It, I'm not very good at starting something and working all the way through. Definitely. I... I do, yes. I always have lots of different things on the go. Especially if I'm working on something very intense, people always imagine that I, I write, that's it. Yeah. Start it and I wouldn't. But I can't do that because I find I, I need to just break away every now and then and just go and make a little pair of earrings and some stock and stuff here and there. Um, but, um, yeah, I suppose on average from start to finish maybe five six hours for something big piece like that yeah. but yeah you can find with with some jobs you spend far too long and again being the perfectionist <laughs> I, <laughs> you get it's a good point. and a bad thing I've, isn't it i've not made any money here because yeah i've spent weeks on this can't leave it alone you know um I always say that comes with experience, you stop doing that, but yeah. no, I've got to be 100% happy with Well, that's, that's a good, good way to be. Um, in terms of if people want to follow you, find out a bit more about you on the normal social channels? Yes, um, my Instagram page, I probably use Instagram the most. Now I'm sort of getting the hang of it, Kate Cook Jewelry on there. Um, and Facebook, I've got Cake Hood's jewellery page on there. Um, I do have a website, but it's being redone, so um, there's nothing there at the moment, but I, I will be doing that. I do use Etsy as well, I have an Etsy shop too, and obviously through Artisanry. Um, yeah, I don't use um, Pinterest, that's the next one on my list to have a go at, yeah. so um, yeah. I'm getting there, but yes, you take Kate Coco jewellery in, I'll come up somewhere. Brilliant. Listen, thanks very much for your time, Kate. It's been really great speaking to you. You're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. It was great. Thank you. Thank you.